This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Rest is Football. Uh, I'm Gary Lineker. Unfortunately, there's no Alan Shearer today. Um, he's a bit busy. Uh, but the big news is that Big Meeks is back from Big Vegas <laughs> or even Las Vegas. Uh, Michael's out in the US for a few days working for CBS around the Super Bowl. And finally, it's time for us to hear all about it. I think the reason Alan's not on today, Michael, is I'm not sure he could cope. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Honest to God, it was incredible. First, I want to talk about the weather. The weather was not great. So normally when you go to Vegas, it's normally 30, 40 degrees, pool parties. Micah, Micah, let me interrupt you. No one gives a fuck about what the weather is like, okay? Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about the weather. <laughs> So, like you said, we was over there for uh, for the Super Bowl, and we had a couple of media days to do uh, before the Super Bowl. And I can honestly say, it is the best day of my life. What? It was in it was in terms of you won the Premier League in the in the ninety third minute. <laughs> Not football related. I mean, lifestyle related. Right, lifestyle, yeah. Lifestyle. It's all about the lifestyle, yeah. guys. All right. We had Ariana Grande to our left. <laughs> We're walking through. Is that one of the canyons um, in that area? Ariana Grande. <laughs> 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 that is a joke. I do know who Ariana Grande is. <laughs> you said it, not me, guys. Yeah, yeah go on. And then, like... Everyone and everyone is there in Vegas. And it's weird because we were, obviously, in England, we're eight hours in front and there behind. And the first day, I didn't go to bed till about six o'clock, which would have been... I was waking up at, like, midday in Vegas. Mm. And I'm with Thierry Henry. <laughs> I'm with Kay Abdo. And with the producers and all that sort of thing. And everyone knows what Big Meeks is like. I like to get in a little bit of trouble every now and then. Does Ariana but Grande looking... know what Big Meeks is like? <laughs> or she does now? <laughs> I'm not claiming Grande, no. 
<laughs> okay, no, okay. Okay. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, what do I do here, Gaz? Do I do I keep it professional and, and stay in? Or do I, no. I go for a little one? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so it's about 12.30. Uh, I guess about one o'clock in the morning. I go for a little wonder, don't I? Down the strip. We're staying in the Virgin Hotels. One of my old mates is staying at the Wynn. So I go there, have a few drinks. You can you let your imagination run for itself. It's it's four or five o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> we, we've got media at <laughs> 11 o'clock here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what do I do here? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, when I say we've got media, it's only light stuff, you know, we're talking about the Champions League, promoting that, and then the, uh, the Super Bowl. And then uh, we went to a place. Micah, can I just interject slightly because my my glasses have really steamed up. Hi, right, look, honestly. Ooh. It's getting all hot. It's getting all hot. Go on, carry on, carry on. We, we, we went to a place. I'm not naming no places, but wowzers. <laughs> wowzers in what way, Micah? Wowzers. <laughs> Gary, you don't mean to spell it out for you. I do. Wowzers. The scenery was like never, ever before. Mm. Oh my God. So bear in mind, we've got to do media in the morning and everyone thinks I've gone to sleep. And you know Big Meachie's not going to sleep at that time. <laughs> so like when we get in the morning and everyone's like, oh, how was your night? And this, that, did you have a good sleep? And I'm like... To be honest, yeah, I mean, I went to sleep really early. I couldn't really find nothing to do. I went downstairs and got a drink. And they all think I stayed in. Really? But they don't know I had one of the best nights. <laughs> of- <laughs> they do now, Micah. They do now. Everyone thought I had jet lag. You had nothing to do with jet lag. It's because I was out till 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. God bless America. That's all I can... <laughs> oh, God. Fantastic. Fantastic. And um, tell us about the actual Super Bowl as well, because it's the first time you'd ever been, isn't it? I've never been. It's on my bucket list, actually. Something to actually go to. It looks... Uh, it's, a, it's an extraordinary event. It's an event as much as a sporting contest. No, I, I think... So the way we look at American sports is is the do everything grand and big. And we've talked about sort of halftime shows before and we've sort of tried to do some similar sort of thing in the Champions League final and um, get the entertainment going. But we've got a long way to go before we get that entertainment. The Good. Super Bowl, so... <laughs> but honestly, guys, you go there and CBS are hosting it. So how it works in America, you'll probably know better than me, but each station gets a year to host it. So uh, CBS won't get it for another four years. They invited all the talent out. Uh, Shout out CBS for that. And we was in a box. We were with all sorts of superstars. Queen Latifah was my favourite. Do you remember Queen Latifah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in in my box. I got a little picture with her. Uh. And it was Ariana Grande to the left. and All the stars you you could think of. But then you're watching the game with all these people, but then the halftime show 
with Usher was absolutely incredible. I have to say I, I, I was slightly disappointed um, in Usher's show, only in the sense that I honestly thought at some point popping up behind him would be Big Meeks giving it... <laughs> We'll buy any car. We'll buy any car. <laughs> to sell my car. To leave my car. Uh, but honestly, guys, you have to do it because yeah. it vague. Well, I know it was in Vegas this time, but it's got something for everybody. Um, it was absolutely terrific trip. But I, I want to end with. On the, the obviously Kansas City Chiefs won it mm. for those who don't know or don't uh, really uh, watch it. But then on their parade yesterday, I don't know if he was going to do that, guys. But there was a there was a shooting. Oh no! On the parade and and someone has died. So I just want to say hearts out to the to the families and everyone who who's seen that because it was a horrific incident that was spoiled by winning the Super Bowl just a couple of days earlier. So, yeah, devastating news. Yeah, awful. That is, I mean, awful. I mean, it's not a rare occurrence in America, shootings, that's for sure. But um, overall, I'm glad you had a great time. Do you want to talk about real football? The one where you use your feet? Because um, obviously you also would have been covering um, the Champions League. I've watched City on Tuesday. I watched Bayern Munich last night, and then obviously saw the highlights of of both the other games. So I thought I thought Manchester City were were pretty imperious. So good. Yeah, um, we've sort of been talking about Manchester City, and when Kevin De Bruyne comes back into the team, is Foden going to really be able to? show the form and with Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland without the team. But I thought even on the right, we, we know he's the best in central. We've spoke about this many times, but could, could he have the same impact from the right? And, and he did. And that was more satisfying to me than anything because you, you've played with some great players, guys. And sometimes you, know, you was always the greatest player. But for, say, someone just underneath you, you always took their shine because you were the best at what you did. And sometimes I always felt like with Foden, he played a little bit within himself when Kevin De Bruyne was around. But it was great to see them both like the interlinked, interchanging, scoring, assisting. And the, the whole, you know, the overall performance was just majestic, wasn't it? Away, away from home. Absolutely. Wow. Bust, absolutely busted. I know Copenhagen haven't played for a couple of months and, um, the, the, you know, then it's they're not one of the strongest teams uh, in the competition. Um, but but that aside, I totally agree with you about Phil Foden. I think he continues to improve uh, as a player. I mean, he's he's sharp. His work rate as well is underestimated. And I think you know we have to probably thank Pep Guardiola for that because of the nature of the way he plays football and the fact that you have to win the ball. If you lose it, you have to win it back as quickly as you possibly can. High up the pitch as well. Um, his energy levels, I think, are extraordinary. He plays game after game. He very, very, very rarely gets injured. And I don't want to jinx it with that. So we'll do that touchwood thing, which is obviously a nonsense. But um, so fingers crossed he'll stay fit. But I, yeah, it, w whatever position he plays in is impactful. Um, and he was again on Tuesday night. Um, I agree with 
Sabadee, his best position is just behind that front man as a 10. And he's, he's, he's quick, he's sharp, he's decision-making, he's bits of skill and he goes past players. He's a, you know, it's a different kind of footballer to Kevin De Bruyne, but they have so much kind of freedom of movement though, don't they? The players anyway. So even if he is on the right, he's not like he, he sticks out there. I think that Pep's football's probably evolved from that as well. It used to be that the two wide players played right wide. Now they change a little bit. And I mean, when you've got like De Bruyne, Foden, Bernardo Silva, just all flicking around there, it's like, I mean, imagine playing against that. You'd be befuddled. Um, and then of course, pulling all the strings just behind them, Rodri, um, who's just, um, just, the perfect kind of holding midfield player, isn't he? It's so he's brilliant off the ball, exceptional on the ball. He just manages everything from, mm. from on the field a little bit, probably like Pep did when he played. He was that kind of player as well. Busquets, that same sort of player. Those um, great players in that that particular role. Jabby Alonso is now going on to to management. They're kind of the cerebral footballers, aren't they? The ones that you know you, you need in any great side. Uh, I would I would suggest, but yeah, I, I mean, let's look at the competition overall uh, at the moment. Um, we, actually, we've, I was going to come to this later, but I'm going to come to it now because it's it's quite interesting, Michael. Because I think it's hard to envisage anyone really beating City in this competition. I don't feel it's probably um, the best Champions League. Um, it might produce some great games, and there are still some cracking teams in it. But I don't think overall it's. It's probably the strongest ever. Um, for example, I've got a list of some of the teams in it. Here. RB Leipzig, um, fifth in the Bundesliga. Copenhagen, third in the Danish league. Lazio, eighth in Syria. Real Sociedad, seventh in La Liga. Atletico Madrid, fourth in La Liga. Borussia Dortmund, fourth in Bundesliga. FC Porto, third in Premier League. Arsenal, a third in the Premier League. Napoli, a ninth in Syria. And Barcelona, a third in La Liga. So the form sides, the best sides in Europe, um, are not all in the competition, I would say, apart from uh, Manchester City. I don't even think that Real Madrid are that absolute, anything like as strong as they probably were a few years ago, um, even though I think they'll probably improve and Bellingham was, was, was injured the other night. But... Um, Leverkusen, of course, as well. The team are flying um, in Germany over in in the Europa League. So it's hard, it's hard to look past City, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree with 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 all that you've just said, Gary. I think it all depends now as well. The next round of mm. the draw. So do you remember last year where Inter Milan got to the final? But if you look at that side of the draw, there was favourable fixtures for them to, to get there? I think Inter actually, I mean, I'm, I'm not a gambling man, but I don't have a bet. But Inter at 14 to 1 this morning, I think that's a good bet given uh, if they could avoid Manchester City and, and, you know, possibly someone like Real Madrid, then then they could do what they did last year and, and, and go a long way. So perhaps a bit of value for money for I'd be on there. Not that I would ever encourage anyone to bet because um, I'm not really a lover of gambling. So, um, but yeah, interesting price for them. And I should have mentioned actually Liverpool in the Europa League along with Leverkusen as well, which would be, I think it would have been a side that would have had a great chance in the Champions League had they have qualified. Yeah, totally agree with that as, as as well. It's just, it's strange at this moment because there's, there's, there's so many games and there's, like you're trying to keep up, you're trying to keep everyone fit. And then I agree with the Inter Milan shout because last year in the final against City, there was chances that they should have really taken. 
Um, Man City was going into that competition with a, a lot of pressure. Everyone was saying, well, you can't be a big club unless you've won the Champions League. So it's almost like City at times looked a little bit nervous. Rodri gets the goal and it's a massive weight off their shoulders. I think this season, City will play with a little bit more freedom and the fact, like, like you've just said, the quality seems to be a little bit down at this stage of the season. If you look at someone... Like, like a Bayern Munich who you mentioned earlier. I, w- I was watching Bayern Munich and thinking, they've got some absolute world-class players on that side, but they're not playing as a unit, as a team, not dropping together, not attacking together, dribbling at the wrong times. And I, I, I wouldn't like to use the word selfish, but just they're not gelling like they would like at this moment in time. And that could change in, in the second leg. But, yeah, I was disappointed to see them uh, to lose last night. I still think they're probably likely to go through, given home advantage in, in the second leg. But, you know, Lazio have certainly given them a, a, a chance. They were poor at the weekend as well against um, Leverkusen. And I think they had like, one shot on target in the, in the two games or something. Interesting stat as well that um, Nagelsmann, um, when he was in charge, don't forget he got um, fired for... Um, Thomas Tuchel. Nagelsmann lost 10 games in 84 before he was um, sacked. Tuchel has lost the same in just 43 games. So they don't seem to mess about too much at Bayern Munich, but it'll be interesting to see whether um, he's under pressure. He actually responded, didn't he, to the press in in midweek before they actually played last night when they said, you know, you're under pressure. He said, yeah, but that's what football's about. You've got to want that pressure and enjoy that pressure that's that's part of the game but um, I mean we keep talking about Harry Kane and he, he, he's not really had as much of a sniff in the last two games and you, you're smiling there Michael again because I, I, I sense that you're smiling because of, of the comments you've made this season that Tottenham are better without Harry Kane and, and Bayern Munich might be worse with Harry Kane which I think is so grossly unfair Michael can we just put this straight though because everyone I've got like a problem with Harry Kane. I absolutely love Harry Kane. I just said, let me get the quotes correct. The rest of the players take more responsibility when Harry Kane's not there. It showed when he was injured before. They become a little bit more dynamic. Everything doesn't go through Harry Kane. And the quicker on the counter-attack. Those are my words. As for what's happening at Bayern Munich... Now, if they got the Champions League and don't win the league, it might end up with no trophy, which is what, what, what's a, what's a good word? Un, uncomprehensible. Is that is that is that a word? Incomprehensible. <laughs> I was nearly there. Guys. You were close. Incomprehensible. Close, but no cigar. You had those. I bet you had those in Vegas, didn't you? Big lardy da. <laughs> lardy da had a few of those, of course. Of course, I did. <laughs> But yeah, he's got 30 goals. So, you know, when we're talking about Harry Kane, it is all tongue-in-cheek. But there is parts of the build-up at times where he is starting to come deep and get a little bit frustrated because he wants to be involved in the play. Whereas a striker like you, Gaz, you're happy to stay within the area and make the runs and trust your teammates 
to provide for you. He doesn't need to do but everything. Micah, in his defence, we're very different players. Um, and he can do things dropping deep. And his range of passing, for example, is way better than mine. So therefore, he's playing to his strengths. Now, the one thing, the one weakness in Harry Gay, it's not that's pretty unfair to say weakness, is the one thing where he probably lacks slightly, that's probably a better way of putting it, is that he does lack a little bit of pace. He's not he's not the quickest player in the world. Whereas I was very quick. So my my strength was my pace and my pace of thought I would brag a little bit because I you know understood how to score goals and attack space and that sort of thing. But his strength sorry. <laughs> Harry just said bullshit. <laughs> He was trying to hold it so long, I thought he was going to die. (laughs) So Harry's strengths really are not just being in the box like I was, like making runs and stuff. He's he's, he's got more to his game than me. No question about that. So I understand why he does that. But when you've got a player that does that, then you need players to run past him, don't you? You really do need that. Otherwise, particularly on the counter-attack and stuff. And and I suppose it's it's a conundrum that, that, that Gareth will have as well, you know, whether... You, you also can't really have a dynamic press with Harry. I think you can have a reasonable one, but you, you, you really need to keep him quite high for that. So, you know, there are interesting aspects to, to his overall game. Do you feel, I mean, I didn't win too many trophies. Would it have made any difference to me in terms of, you know, people talk about your legacy when you finish and all that. But I, I just think you give people pleasure or you don't. You give people joy or you don't. And I think whether Harry Kane wins a bloody trophy or not, he has given so many football fans so much joy, so much pleasure, so many wonderful moments that does it re- I mean, people will always say it, but I mean, and it will matter to him and he'll want to win a trophy because it's a kind of a big thing. But does it make you any less of a player? No. I mean, it, it doesn't make you any less of a player, but accolades matter you get yes. in, you get you get into this game to to win we 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 want to win of of course as being players at big teams lesser players win a load of things and they know deep down in their heart they didn't play a great part in you know being the the ones who brought the cup or whatever it was home but then there's someone like Harry Kane who is incredible footballer who deserves to win titles and he will win titles this season maybe not but next next year at Bayern they'll get it sorted and if they don't win it this and the league's not it's only five points he can bring he can bring it back can't he I'm sure he will win a trophy or two I mean don't forget you know Alan didn't win much I didn't win that much but do we lose sloop about it no but I know what you mean with he, need, he, he of course of course he, he wants to win what I'm saying it doesn't affect my view on him as a footballer yeah but you you played in a time where playing for your country was seen as the ultimate number one. Like, you scored more goals. It still is, Micah. It still is that. It is. No, but for some players, they they love the Champions League and the Premier League. It's always the, the greatest moment to make your first cap. But there's some players who just prefer the Champions League and the Premier League or the, you, you, yeah, you know? Yeah, because you're more in your comfort zone. It's easier because you've not got to suddenly, uh, you know, suddenly you're going away from your familiar surroundings. and you Yes, exactly. You, and, you, and don't forget the enormous pressure of playing and representing your country at a major tournament it, it, because it matters so much 
to the mood of the nation. Um, whereas when it's your club, obviously it matters to the mood of your supporters and it matters to the mood of yourself. But you get another chance three or four days later if you lose. You know, you're playing a European Championship or a World Cup. You, you know, you lose a last 16, you lose a quarter final, you, that's it, you're out. You don't get another chance. There's pressure, there's pressure's greater. The expectancy's greater and it means more. Now, some players are more comfortable playing the Champions League and, and the Premier League, probably because... The pressure isn't quite as great. It's still great. I don't know. I'm just making an argument here, but I and I don't. I don't think that's changed. I think the majority of the players. I think the absolute highest thing that you could possibly do is perform brilliantly and win something. I'll go back to your point on that and win something for your country. You know, we've not done that in our country for an awfully long time. And if Harry Kane lifts the European Championship in the summer, and, and England will be one of the favourites, no question about that. They'll have a good chance and at some point they're going to get a couple of lucky breaks in the tournament that perhaps they've not necessarily had at key moments um, and that will happen and I'd take that trophy over all the others it would mean way more than winning a Champions League or a Premier League or a Bundesliga or a German Cup or an FA Cup it would be extraordinary I'd probably agree with you if you won a Euros or a World Cup but if you're going into the team and you're say you're Trent, Alexander-Arnold, for example. The level of, of, of that player, Premier League, Champions League, amazing. But if you know you're going away with your country and you're not a starter, yes, it's amazing if you a starter and you win. But if you're if you're in and out and in and out, you don't have the same feeling. I, no, you know? I get that. But that's a, that's kind of a different point. That is a different point. It's 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 almost like saying, would you prefer to be a journeyman player in a really great side and win loads of trophies, or be someone like a superstar like Harry Kane that 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 he's not quite played in teams that have been quite good enough to win any trophies. He should have waited. We talked about the move, didn't we? And we all, you and Alan said it was a great move. I would say it's an amazing move because of the size of the club. But if you're going to leave Spurs and you could potentially go on a free contract, you've got to go to Real Madrid or Man City just because of where they were. And I'm not saying it's a mistake. But Bayern Munich is a truly great football club that wins the league every single year. Yeah, but I mean, would you rather go to Spain? <laughs> yeah, but these are different points. You didn't answer my question. <laughs> go on, I'll answer your question. Would go you on. sooner be a, like a, a, re, a good player in a great team that wins lots of trophies or a great player that's not quite played in the best team and not won any trophies. Uh, what, no, but what, when you say a good player, how good are we talking? How, well, you how have many to be good to be in, like take some, I, I, I don't know, players that play perhaps in a Manchester United side that won loads of titles. Okay, O'Shea, take O'Shea. O'Shea, of, would you sooner be yeah, an O'Shea that wins loads and loads of trophies, you know, very good footballer, but not a great, or a great footballer like Harry Kane and not win trophies? I'd sooner be Harry Kane. I'm sorry, but that, that I, I, and I sort of was, I suppose, in a in in, in a way. I didn't. I, I won a few trophies, but I don't know, you know, because that's what you and Alan, that's why I'm asking you, Micah. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah, you and Alan and Harry Kane are incredible, incredible individual. You've done everything in the game, but for, I'd rather have ten Premier Leagues in my back pocket. That's fine. That's you've answered the question. Totally, totally respect your answer. And it's, it's, it's an interesting question though, isn't it? Would I rather be you or O'Shea? Of course I would be you. 
Or maybe not you, because you've you've still won things. You've won stuff. You've won things at this moment in time. Harry Kane's not won anything yeah. at this moment in mm. time. If the career's ended now, yes. and O'Shea, no, he, he played a good part. He, mm. he, I remember some of the goals. I, I would rather have the ten or eight or Premier League, League medals or whatever yeah. he's got. Fair enough. I like that. It's good. You got off the you got off the fence. Got off the curtain. <laughs> off your ass for that one. Eventually, we got there in, in the end. Uh, <laughs> Just one more wafer thin mint. You don't know what I mean by that, do you? The, the character called Mr. Creosote in the Monty Python movie, The Meaning of Life, where he's eaten so much he's about to burst. And he says, well, do you want one more wafer thin mint, Mr. Creosote? On that note, I think we need a break. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome back to The Rest is Football with me, Gary Lineker, and uh, Micah Richards. Uh, no Alan Shearer today, but um, Mike is more than made up um, for that. We're, we're talking um, Champions League. Um, I, I want to talk a, a little bit about uh, the Championship as well bef before we go, but let's continue for now um, with the last 16 games. Don't forget, it's always staggered, isn't it, the last 16 over four weeks. We've, we've talked about Lazio, Bayern Munich. I want to talk about Real Madrid. I don't think it's probably the, as I said in the first half, the, the greatest Real Madrid team at the moment. It's massively improved um, with Jude Bellingham coming in, but he had an ankle injury. He didn't play um, the other night, but um, they ground out a win. They they weren't brilliant though, and actually they were they're quite lucky not to be behind at, at half time. Um, Benjamin Sesko could have probably had a hat trick, um, but but missed his chances um, with a bit of great goalkeeping as well. So. Yeah, you know, they've got a way to go. But when you've got Vinicius Junior, Bellingham and, um, and and Rodrigo to name but three, you've you've always got a chance in this competition. Right, Micah? Yeah, exactly that. I think we, we was all gutted when we heard the news that Bellingham was out, looked like it was an ankle, um, I, I, I believe, uh, the report said. Um, and it was a former City man, wasn't it? Bram yes. Diaz. That's right. Hell of a goal. It was a brilliant goal. It was, it was weird how they just managed to, you know, the low sense of gravity. Like it's the way they move so quick. And for a defender, it's, it's so hard to play against that. You think you've got them. And that is a difference, like the agility that they can move and at the pace that they can move at. So a defender, like once you think you've got them and they move, it's, it's, it's pretty much impossible to stop. And then the finish to go with it was outstanding. Do you know what I liked almost, almost as much as the the, the finish uh, and the dribbling 
was the fact on three occasions he was contacted by mm. defenders three times and each time he could easily have gone down and got a free kick, which is what you normally get nowadays. But each time he fought to stay on his feet, almost like Messi. That's one th one of the great things that, that, of, of Messi's career, the amount of times that they tried to bring him down. But he didn't want to dive. He just wants to stay on his feet and he wants to beat people. And, and that's what he did and got his reward by finishing off. I, I, I just wish that we'd see more of that uh, in the game. Jude Bellingham didn't didn't play. I've already said that. He's going to be a miss um, for them. It's already got to the stage, hasn't it, now, where he's only been there a few months and, and you go, Madrid's best player's out. Although Vinicius Junior, you could argue, is, is, is right. Those two. Either yeah. one of those is missing. You're missing their star men. It's just it's the, the, his mentality that in, impresses me the most, Gary. I mean... You know, we've all talked about, you know, when you've had to leave home and all that sort of thing, but to constantly keep doing it with the the pressure. And that's why I give England a chance in the Euros this summer, because you know when you need someone, if they're fully fit, to just play through that pressure and embrace it, you know, and that is the difference. You know, at sometimes some players go within their shell where from one, you take Zidane's number, number five, you you play in a more advanced position, which is a number 10. You, you go to the Madrid fans and you put both arms in the air like the fans are addressing the Messiah and he takes it all in his stride, speaks so well in the interviews, level-headed. And sometimes we're always a little bit nervous of building players up and it's happened over the years it's, ha it's happened to me even and we've talked about that before on the last podcast where it's been too much but with Bellingham it's actually not too much he deserves all the accolades he's getting and I just think it's it's great to see really is I always think that the great players they do things when it really really matters you know they'll suddenly when you're really struggling they'll make something happen out of the blue some piece of magic, um, something to turn the game around. And he does that, doesn't he? He grabs the grain by the scruff of the neck and just throws it. And he, I just think he's extraordinary. Um, and, uh, you know, barring injuries and stuff like that. Mm. And his, his mindset, his mentality, didn't Cruz called him, didn't he? A mentality monster. Yeah. And, and that's exciting for Real Madrid and it's most certainly exciting for England as well. And talking about those kind of players, let's switch our attention to, to PSG. Kylian Mbappe scored again. I mean, a game, when the game was, it's kind of wasn't, wasn't brilliant. They were on top. It wasn't the best goal ever, but he made it happen again. Kylian Mbappe, a, a, a genuine superstar. You saw him in the World Cup final, didn't you? Even though it, in the end they didn't they didn't win, but boy, did he play his part, scoring a hat trick in, in a World Cup final. I know two of them were penalties, but but even that, you've got to stand up and and, and deliver. I mean, he's he's extraordinary, and I think if you're talking about the best players in the world, you know, we've just mentioned a couple of Bellingham and um, and Vinicius Junior, but. I, I think probably Mbappe's number one at the moment now that that, that Ronaldo and, and Messi, of course, have have kind of gone into the twilight of their career. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I said yesterday when I was doing Champions League or the day before, yesterday, I, I think he's the most complete. So you, if you look at someone like Kevin De Bruyne, so like you've got Haaland, who's a super finisher in the box, he will score. You've got... Kevin De Bruyne, who can score, assist, 
He can play deeper. He can play more offensive. He can slide balls through. I think Kevin De Bruyne is probably the most complete midfielder. Mm -hmm. But Mbappe, he's the most complete forward. Kane's up there in terms of link-up play and passing and scoring. But Mbappe can can change, you know, he can turn a game on its head. Give him the ball, whether he's up front as a number nine, where he's playing on the left, his skill, his first touch, he's, you know, he scores at the right moments. I just think he's the most complete mm. in that position in the world. He'd be my number one player in the world, without doubt. He would be mine as well at the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, 44 goals and 26 assists in 68 Champions League games. It's ridiculous. And you know what annoys <laughs> me about it? When people talk about, oh, he's, only, he's playing in the, in the Farmers League. He does it in the oh, Champions League. Yeah. He, he does it in, like, the World Cup final. What more do you want from him? That, that Farmers League nonsense is, is always irritating. I mean, you know, they're top five leagues in, in, in Europe. It's just it's just thrown out there by people that don't really understand the mm. game that much, mm. you know. And don't forget, if you're also playing in, in a league that's probably not, well, it's not as strong as, as, as the Premier League or it's not quite as strong probably as a Bundesliga or Italian League or, or even the Spanish League, but it's still a very strong league. But if you're playing in that league and you are the superstar in that league, Every team that you play against, his mindset is basically how to stop killing Mbappe. Therefore, that becomes increasingly more difficult. It's like teams that you know defend against Manchester City all the time, and, and therefore it's really difficult for for Haaland. So uh, it makes it harder if you're playing against the best teams all the time. That's sometimes for a forward easier because you, you you're not going to have to pl play against that constant low block or or people doubling or tripling up on you. Um, so it's actually, in a way, it might be more difficult. Agreed. It's a good point. It's a good point. I do make the occasional one. <laughs> Just to, to put it in some kind of perspective, for players of the age of 25 or under, he's now second in the all-time list of, of players that have scored goals in, in the Champions League. I suspect Haaland will probably catch up at some point. But you've got Messi with 59. He had 59 goals at, at, at the age of 25. Um, Kylian Mbappe is now second with 44. And Raul just behind with, with 43. So he's... Extraordinary. Yeah, I, I just love watching him play as well. You know that stop-start acceleration that he does with, with the ball at his feet? And oh. It's the best to watch. He's, he's dying. I'm, I'm so gutted that he's not coming to the Premier League. You know, with the likes of... Even before like a Grealish came or a Doku came, I was thinking, you know, if he just want one on that side, I know he was going to cost a lot of money, but just monitor the situation. Now he's going to somewhere for free. He's getting Kylian Mbappe for a free cost. Oh, may may I say, Micah, that I, I, he won't be going for free. <laughs> 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 he will cost an awful lot of money, but he's a very, very bright, clever lad. And why? I, I, it's one thing I don't understand too much about um, players nowadays, particularly the top players, why they don't just go somewhere and see your contract out. And then, then the club that are getting you don't have to pay a fee. Therefore, you'll get 
uh, massively more money. I mean, I, they earn fortunes anyway, and Mbappe will do, but it just makes sense nowadays. And people say, yeah, the risk of injury, but I'm sure you can insure against those. Well, you can insure against those sort of things. So I just think he's he's been smart, very smart. Now's the time, I think, I think he should go in the summer. I think it's time. I mean, he's he's done an amazing service to PSG. And, you know, the fans will probably still turn on him if he goes um, because we've, we've seen them them do that before. Um, and they'll probably do it again. But it looks like probably Real Madrid. But you never know. You never say, know. You never know, Mike. In the Premier League, I think it, it's difficult. And I think he's always half of his heart. He was always a bit of a Real Madrid fan, wasn't he? So I, mm-hmm. I suspect he'll go there, but you know, Bellingham, Mbappe, Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, Chalmena. It's not fair, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Mendy but, at left well, back. Yeah, well, they're gonna they're gonna be good, even if they're not quite there yet. I think he he he'd complete them, wouldn't he? He would complete. The only them. thing is, though, Vinicius Junior, they kind of play in the same spot. But if you look though. Mbappe's sort of been playing as a number nine. He, he always holds he, the, but he's, the left. I, I remember having a conversation with Pochettino and he said he wants to play on the left. He really, really likes to play on the left. He doesn't really want to play anywhere else. So Imagine though you got Vinicius running from out to win and you've, you've got Mbappe running from into Oh my God. It's terrifying though. It, it's terrifying. Um, but it's also quite exciting. Um, yeah. for football to see that kind of thing even though it pains me a little bit as a former Barcelona man it really does can, can we move on a little bit I just want to talk about you know we've, we've talked about the Champions League and there's lots more coming up it's the exciting stage now the knockout um, particularly once you get to the second legs I always love those but I want to go on about the Championship a little bit if I may Micah because Indeed? Uh, my team Leicester at 12 points clear at the top um, 2 0 win against Sheffield Wednesday. Jamie Vardy uh, scored six goals in his, his last seven games. Uh, I think the Foxes are on course for possibly the biggest ever championship points total if they keep going. And again, I'm going to touch wood because I don't want to jinx Leicester of all things. Um, Reading, of course, hold that record at the moment with a 106 points almost 20 years ago, 2005, 2006. Leicester have 78 points with 14 games remaining. If they won all their games from here, which obviously won't happen, they'd get 120 points. Um, wow. Exciting times for the for the for the foxes. See, going down wasn't it wasn't the end of the world that it felt like it was at the time. You rejuvenated. You go down, know exactly what you need. You come back, and you come back even stronger. But since you're mentioning Leicester, I've got to give a little shout out to Leeds. Four nil win away at Swansea. Snuck into second place. I know Southampton have got a game in hand, but it's looking good for the old Yorkshire lads. Well, they're perfect in 2024, haven't they? In the league. I mean, they, they're really flying, Leeds. Um, Southampton were flying as well. They were 25 games unbeaten and their run ended with a 3-1 loss um, at, at, at Bristol City. Um, Ipswich, had, who'd been brilliant in the kind of first half of the season, uh, petered out a little bit, but they, they had a, a really good win. Uh, last night, um, we're doing this on Thursday morning. Um, so, you know, it's 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 certainly tight for second spot. Should Leicester maintain their consistency, though, I mean, they surely will win uh, the title. But um, it also shows you that the three relegated teams from last season, Leicester, Southampton and Leeds, are, are the teams that are, are going the best at the moment. It, the gulf is ever greater, do you feel, Micah? Yeah, we've spoken about this. It's, it's tough, isn't it? You know, with the... 
the, 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 the parachute payments and everything. And if you, if you keep the right players, if you look at Leicester's squad, the, the, they've got a, a Premier League squad, really, haven't they? Uh, Leeds and then Daniel Farts come in. Had a really good job. They've been consistent. A few blips early on in the season. It's always going to be difficult for the teams trying to compete with that. But I mean, the championship is just bonkers. It's crazy. One minute, like, you'll win a game at home and then you'll go away and you lose. It's it's entertaining to say the least, but... 46 league games for a start. That's what I mean. <laughs> trying to be fit for that. Yeah. And Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, rotation. And then what? It's, it's, it's tougher. It's tough for them. But that's what makes it so entertaining. But yeah, it is becoming difficult for the teams that are, you know, who are trying to compete with the teams that have just come down just because of that quality that they have. I must say, uh, Maresca at Leicester's done a good job. You know, they play really, really attractive football. Obviously, they have to play against teams that apply a low block on, on a lot of those occasions. Um, and they're patient, they keep it. A couple of really good signings. Um, they press high. I think Harry Winks has has been fabulous signing. I think cost eight million, which is not a lot of money for an England international. Um, he's been excellent. Dewsbury Hall, superb. Um, Fatau, if you're looking for a young player, he's only about eighteen years old. Has has been exceptional on on, on the right wing. So um, I just wanted to use the opportunity when I can to give a little bit of a mention for Leicester. But what I want to do, Mike, is is, is finish with what could be well, definitely, surely must be a Puskas um, contender uh, for goal of the year. Um, an ex Aston Villa man as well, Micah. We sent you the um, the clip of the goal because you you hadn't seen it. It's from Jaden Philogene, who plays for Hull City, and it's an extraordinary goal. And for those of the, you are, that are listening, you must look it up. He, he nutmegs someone, and and then he chops back, and then the most audacious Rabona in the top corner. What a goal, eh, Mike? I sent you the oh, clip. it was ridiculous. When, I, when, I, when you showed me it this morning, I was like, wow. It's just, that's what I like, though. A little bit of freedom, a little bit of flair to even try it. The audacity to do that and have the confidence to do it is more what I liked. And then the execution was just sublime. What a goal that was. Oh, to get a nutmeg, a chop, and a Rabona in, in in one goal. I mean, it's got yeah. all. The, I mean, that's got a that's got a chance. I, yeah. Would you? Puska, yeah, it's got it. It's there. It's, yeah. it's what it has to be because to get all three, like you said, yeah, it's 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 so difficult to do. But it was controlled. It's not like he, he meant to do it, Gaz. You know that well, was the one. Most you know, definitely. Some, but sometimes you know, like when someone gets a meg or they get a chop, and it was like a little bit of a ricochet. But everything was clean and tidy. Yeah, it was fantastic. I don't know about you. That I mean, I know we're just talking about English football here and there'll be great goals scored elsewhere and in little leagues and all sorts of things that qualify for this. But if you were just asking the question between that and Garnacho's overhead kick, I think I'd actually go with the Rabona. I, I think Garnacho's overhead side volley kick, whatever you want to call it, bicycle... I think more people could do that. I don't think enough people could get the Meg, the Chop and the <laughs> Rebote all in one. And I think that's harder to do. So I'm going to say that wins my goal of the year so far. Do you know what? It's a lovely way to finish by agreeing with one another. <laughs> <laughs> 
on something. Um, that's all we've got time for. Great to see you back, Micah. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Have a good weekend. <laughs>